Welcome to Mr. and Mrs. Therapy. We're your hosts, Tim and Ruth Olson, licensed marriage and family therapists and trauma experts. We provide wisdom for personal growth and healthy relationships. Stick with us and you'll gain practical tools and insights that will help you be a healthier and happier you. Hey guys, welcome back to Mr. and Mrs. Therapy podcast. We're so glad that you're here with us today. In the last episode, we started the series on embracing life's challenges. And these first two episodes we're really talking about awareness and acceptance. So if you haven't already listened to part one, go ahead and listen to that and then come back over here as we jump into today's episode. And the next thing we want to talk about regarding acceptance is the role of acceptance in healthy relationships and how it really is important to get to a place of acceptance in your relationship in order to move forward and to work together in a healthier way and to communicate and problem solve and really have a healthier relationship all around. I think one of the things that people get stuck in in relationships, always wishing that their partner were dramatically different in some way. It's okay to want your partner to change in some aspects, ask them to do some different behaviors. But if you're asking them to change like a personality aspect, for example, you're going to be hoping for something that's just not going to happen. And then you're going to be constantly dissatisfied with the fact that this aspect hasn't changed versus if you have that acceptance, you know what, this is who they are. And this is not something that's going to be able to be changed dramatically. Again, I think it's different asking for different behaviors from your partner, but if you're asking for a personality aspect change, it's not something that you're going to be able to get. It'd be like Ruth asking me to become an extrovert and just wanting to go out and do things all the time. That's just not going to happen. I can go out more, but again, the problem is if I go out too much, it's going to have a negative side effect. I'm going to get more grumpy. I'm going to become a stick in the mud. I'm not going to be as much fun to be around if I'm out more than what my personality allows me to be out. And so when you think about it in that context, this is who your partner is, this is what they are capable of, and then this is what they're not, that acceptance level allows you then to start moving towards being more happy with the circumstance you're in. But if you're constantly wishing the circumstance was different, It's going to constantly be suppressing your mood and making you less happy. Right. And so going off of that idea and really accepting the situation and the circumstances that you're in, not just your marriage itself, but the circumstances of your life. So maybe where you live or the neighbors you have or your financial situation or the job situation that you're in, being able to accept your life as a whole will really help your relationship and getting to that place of acceptance rather than being discontent and frustrated constantly with life situation, it really does play into your relationship. Because if you're constantly unhappy and maybe you have every right and reason to be unhappy, but if you're constantly unhappy, it's going to affect your relationship. And so it's that same thing really acknowledging that if you're unhappy in the place that you're at in life or in the situation that you have, you have to go through and you're going to go through the grief process because it is a loss of ideal. It's a loss of where you thought you would be in life. It's a loss of where you thought your marriage would be and really grieving all these circumstances so that you can come to a place of acceptance and have this idea of really this radical acceptance even though we're in a situation where this really does stink and any way you look at it, it's not a good situation, but still recognizing what you can change and what you can't change 
and accepting the things that you can't change because all of that really is going to impact your relationship. So I think another important thing to be aware of is that 80% of your happiness is wrapped up in how your romantic relationship is going. And if it's not going well, you're not going to get a very high grade in happiness. You're going to be struggling, kind of limping along. And so doing whatever you can to accept what your relationship is, and acceptance, again, doesn't mean that you don't work for better, but accepting here's where we're at allows you to start moving towards enhancing the happiness level in the relationship, which then is going to dramatically increase the overall happiness of your life. I always like to tell my clients that if your romantic relationship is firing on all cylinders, but the world is literally crumbling around your ears, you're going to get still a B minus in happiness, which is pretty good, right? So accepting who your partner is or what life circumstances that you're in, although I think some people could take that as a defeatist type attitude, but that acceptance is the first steps, again, in actually being able to take those steps forward to try to achieve the goals that you're after. The next one we want to talk about is acceptance and personal growth. Like I've said several times already, once you get to that acceptance level, you could start changing things. And that acceptance allows you to grow in certain ways where if you're in denial, you're not able to grow. So just like we were talking about earlier, if you accept the circumstance that you're currently in, now you can start making steps to change it, to put yourself in a different circumstance. And then when you're going through this too, going through difficult circumstances if you allow them to, can help you grow just in your personality aspect. So if you're in a situation where you have to wait and it's not fun and you're struggling to wait, this is an opportunity where you can either just get really upset about the situation you have to wait in, or it's a situation where you might be able to then learn how to be more patient with things. If you take these life challenges as a form of like working out a specific personality trait or aspect about who you are, it also allows you to have a much better outlook on it oh, you know what? I'm sitting in this line at the store. How boring is that? Gosh, I wish there was less of a line. Or, hey, you know what? This is a great opportunity where I can learn to be patient and I can learn to manage how I'm feeling in this small incident. Because if you learn how to manage how you're feeling in that small incident, that can then translate to you then being able to manage a bigger incident, another incident where maybe you have to be more patient for a longer period of time, but you've already got a little bit of practice in the small thing, and now you can get more practice for the big thing. Yeah, and I would say that this is a really important one when we take a step back to what we were talking about in the very beginning, how before even getting to the point of acceptance, you need to have that awareness, that self-awareness of what is going on, what situation, what problem are you trying to change. But in this situation of personal growth, you really want that self-awareness of who you are. Because I think a lot of times we come into session and especially I think in couple sessions where there's another person to give their opinion on who that person thinks they are. And say, for example, I'm going through the cognitive distortions and I'm having them rate themselves on all or nothing thinking. And somebody rates themselves at a one and says, oh, I don't have problems with this at all. And the other person just gets super wide eyed and they're like, what? And it's just so interesting to see the differences and then, you know, usually there's some kind of discussion or argument where they're saying, what are you talking about? I don't struggle with this at all. And the other person is giving example after example of how they've seen time and time again this all or nothing thinking. And so that's a good example of being able to see that maybe our perception of who we think we are isn't necessarily true. Or going back to the cognitive distortions, when they're rating themselves, another area I see it a lot in is 
the cognitive distortion of disqualifying the positive, where someone says, no, I can totally take compliments. And the other person is like, no, you can't. I tell you something nice all the time and you make a joke about it or you shy away from it and you rarely say thank you. So we see all these examples, you know, even if someone says, I'm a really patient person and the other person is like, what are you talking about? You're so impatient. And so a good way to really start off with the self-awareness in order to have acceptance and then personal growth is to ask the people around you that you trust and that are safe for you to ask some of these questions to maybe get a better insight of where you're at in these different character traits or maybe to help you with some of these blind spots that you think you are really killing it in and it's the opposite. Maybe you're really struggling in it, but you just don't see it. And so I would really ask friends or people that you trust some of these questions. And another way you can also do this is there are lots of different inventories that you can take out there. And maybe they can help you better see areas that you are struggling with and areas where you are doing really well in. And I think one of the things going along with asking friends or family or your spouse for a critique is you have to be open to the critique and they may come at you at an angle that you weren't expecting. And so a lot of times I see when this happens with people is that then they can get really offended by that. But a part of it is they're just talking about their perspective. And there's a lot of times where somebody might be sharing something from their perspective that you hadn't even thought about. And so it might be surprising, but being willing to stop and think, okay, is that accurate? Does that seem fair? Or is there a different reasoning behind this that maybe they don't see or they don't understand? And it's not to convince them. So definitely don't get into an argument with them about it. It's a, okay, I receive this information. Now I'm going to contemplate on that. Because you're asking them to show you blind spots. You're asking them to see what is your perception? How do you come across? I remember there's this lady on my swim team when I was in college, and she used to think I hated her guts. And the reason she thought I hated her guts was just because of how my face normally looked when I was just kind of sitting there relaxing. And so she would always think I was in a bad mood or irritated, or apparently I would look across her direction and I'd have a scowl on my face. And she took that as me not liking her. She adopted this assumption. Now, I think the next year, so as a freshman to sophomore year, then we ended up becoming pretty good friends. And then she told me the story about how she had this perception that I had hated her, but it was just a misunderstanding. And she had this perception from her own experience. And even though that wasn't true, I had this facial expression that was indicating something that I didn't necessarily want it to indicate. But without somebody sharing that with me, I would have no idea that I was presenting myself that way. So it really is important when we talk about personal growth to start with that awareness. Because once you have all this data and you have all this information that maybe you knew or maybe you had no idea about and this is new information to you, now you can come to this place of acceptance. And that's kind of what Tim's talking about is that it can cause us to be offended or become defensive if it's something that we didn't even consider or we didn't even know about ourselves, but that once we know and we become aware of it, now we can accept it for what it is. And sometimes that's a really hard pill to swallow to figure out that, oh, maybe I am impatient or maybe I do get angry really quickly or I'm a lot moodier or I'm not as welcoming and friendly as I thought I was. But once you swallow that pill, once you come to terms with it, then you can really start working on it and changing that. But unless you know that and are aware of it, 
then you can't change that at all. But now that you've come to terms with it, you've accepted it, this is where that personal growth and that real work can continue on. And so that really is the beauty of acceptance, is that like Tim's been saying, once we come to this place of acceptance, we can begin to really change things and move forward. And as much as change is scary to some people, when you look at it with that optimistic point of view, it really is the beginning of growth and change that maybe you didn't even know was needed. One of the things I always like to do in counseling is I like to share personal stories that relate to the thing that I'm trying to teach the client or trying to help them out with. It helps them to understand more fully what I'm trying to explain. And it also gives them support in the situation where it's like, okay, you know what? He's gone through this difficult thing too. And so I can go through this also knowing that I'm not the only one dealing with this situation. The story I'd like to share, this happened to us pretty recently where we're kind of just plugging along in life. And we had had a surgery for our daughter over a year ago at this point. And we thought it was all taken care of by the insurance company. And then we got this bill in the mail for $26,000. And that was a kick in the gut. It was a very uncomfortable piece of mail to open up and to see, especially when it's been a year, we thought everything was covered. We thought it was all done. So a really tough thing about this whole situation was that 10 days before we'd gotten the surgery for our daughter, the policy and plan that we had was changed. And the way the policy was before we got the surgery done, she would have been completely covered. But then the way it changed afterwards, they only covered 10000 out of the $36,000 surgery. And so then now we're left with this $26,000 bill. And I definitely went through the stages of grief when this happened. I remember Ruth at first had called and tried to see if there's some kind of mistake. They confirmed, yeah, this is the case. We're only covering 10000 That means you're on the hook for the rest of the 26000 And when she was relaying this to me, I remember just being in this denial state. That can't be right. And so then I called back and then I talked to them. And the lady I talked to confirmed the exact same thing that Ruth was told. And then I pressed further and then she gave me some other outlets. She's like, well, you can send an email to this and you can make an appeal based on this, but it's probably not going to happen. And so then I took that information down. I was like, get me a supervisor. They got me a supervisor. I talked to the supervisor. The supervisor confirmed the same thing. And so at a certain point, then it starts to set in. Okay, my denial is starting to wear off. This is what it is. I sent off that email as quickly as I could. I think within 24 hours, I got a denial. Nope, we're not going to make any exceptions to this or anything like that. And then I was angry. I was frustrated. It just didn't feel fair. This is a giant bill. It's super uncomfortable. And I went to the bargaining phase where I'm like, man, if we had known this, we wouldn't have done the surgery or maybe we would got a different insurance plan. And I only stayed there for a little bit because the surgery was good. Our daughter did need it. It did help her. And then pretty quickly, I got hit with this kind of depressive, sad phase, the realization man, we really might be on the hook for all this money, and that's so uncomfortable. And even though this situation isn't fully resolved, coming to that understanding that, hey, this probably is what's going to happen, this probably is the situation and the direction that it's going to go, allows me to move away from that place of feeling stuck in the sadness of this is what it is. It's, hey, you know what? This is the situation, and now we need to come up with an action plan. What can we do to help resolve this and to be able to move forward? And so in that context of going through the stages of grief, now that I'm at that point of acceptance, nothing has really changed about our circumstance. We're still in this uncertain area. 
But even though all the math is the same, I feel differently now being in the acceptance phase. It feels much better. It feels easier to cope with. Right. And I know that you say that a lot with EMDR, that nothing changes, but everything changes. And I think it's the same thing with this acceptance, because you're right. There's such a big difference in you with your attitude and how you're handling it. Even though nothing else has changed, everything changed once you got there. And so I think that is the power of acceptance. And that coming to a place of acceptance for whatever situation you're at really is important in order to move forward. And so as we continue on with this series of embracing life's challenges, awareness and acceptance really are the first places to start. All right, you guys, have a great day. And remember, your mind is a powerful thing. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Mr. and Mrs. Therapy. If you enjoyed this podcast or found it helpful, we'd love for you to take some time and leave us a review on Apple Podcast. If you have a question or topic you'd like discussed in future episodes, visit our Facebook group, Mr. and Mrs. Therapy Podcast, and let us know. Disclaimer, although we are mental health providers, this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to provide diagnosis or treatment. Please seek professional help if you're struggling with persistent mental health issues, chronic marital issues, or call the National Suicide Hotline at 988 if you are contemplating suicide.